Good morning. God is good this morning, isn't he? While I was um, sitting there, um, I just heard the Lord say, you know, the situation doesn't change my character. So whatever you're looking at this morning, whether it looks good or not, God is still good. And in the midst of the, of the most taunting and terrible times of life, you can be sure of this one thing, that God will be good. He'll be good. Even though it doesn't always look good, you'll watch, and he'll be good through your situation. He'll be good to you. He'll cause people to give to you as you sow into others. He'll cause people to give back to you because he's good. It's his nature to be a giver. It's his nature to love on us and to want to pour into us. And so um, I, the, Pastor Les has been on a series, The Struggle is Real. And the struggle is real, isn't it? <laughs> it really is real. We really have an adversary, the enemy, that's against us. But the good thing is we have a really good God who, who has already conquered the enemy and has given us the tools to conquer him as well. It's super great to have my best friend, Teresa. Hannah, she'll be mad at me for saying she's here. But if you've been my friend for 34 years, you have great stamina. <laughs> so, so we give her that. But... Um, I, I'm just so excited about um, this word because I believe that, I'm going to be speaking on the shield of faith today. I believe faith, your faith, is the most important. Every part of the armor of God is important, I get it. But you can't get one other piece of the armor without faith. Until you take your faith and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you can't be saved. And so faith is really important, and if you're living if you're going to live a life of faith, it's going to take some activity on your part. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be adventurous if you'll really step out. Everybody that stays, stayed on the shoreline when Jesus said launch out into the deep, everybody that stayed on the shoreline didn't experience the things that the people in the boat experienced. They had faith to get in and go with him. And so it's up to you whether you'll have faith or not. So we're talking about the shield of faith this morning. I'm going to re read the original Um verse because I just the original um, verse on the armor of God Ephesians 6 10 through 17 I'll be reading from the New Living Translation I'm going to have a lot of scripture today poor Tyler I sent him all these scriptures and I just put hashtag whole book because <laughs> he, he says I, he's never he's never had the experience Pastor Les to give him a few scriptures and I just give him a thousand because you know what I figure the world's got the word's got a lot more to say than I do and it's powerful so um in verse 10 it says um, a final word be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on all of God's armor you need every piece of it put it all on don't just settle for a shield of faith if you stop there you're selling yourself really short put on all of God's armor so that you you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. The devil is strategizing against you. He knows your weakness. He knows where you're not covered. And so it's very important that you take on the shield of faith so that you can withstand the, the things that the enemy fires at you because he's launching missiles all the time. So it's important that you grab a hold of your faith put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the devil's strategies for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places therefore put on every piece of God's armor re-emphasize there so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil then after the battle you will still be standing firm stand your ground putting on the belt of truth the body armor which is the breastplate of righteousness 
for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith. Now, the other ones, it says, just put them on. But then on the shield of faith, it says, hold it up. So it's going to take some energy. It's going to take some activity on your part um, to hold up the shield of faith. Um, in addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery darts of the devil. Put on, this, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So it seems to me like we, we put on all these pieces, but faith and the Word are the active parts of the armor. We, we engage, we put it on, but the, but the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and our faith, which is the shield that quenches the fiery darts of the enemy, that he's constantly firing. How many of you know when he's firing? How many of you know? He's got your number. He's got your number, doesn't he? He has mine all too well. And he knows um, the things I hate. He knows how to get under my skin. But greater is he that is in me than he that is the world is in the world. And when he's, when he's progressing with his darts, when they're sticking in me, it's because I don't have my shield of faith up. Okay, y'all don't laugh. And since we're not doing live stream, I'm going to do this really tacky illustration. But I had a great picture. We, didn't get the, we can't get the picture. We do? Well, I don't think it's as good as mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, there's the Roman, the, a type of the Roman shield. And I want to tell you something. It's kind of like a barrel. I started to call Boyd and just say, hey, could you weld me a barrel? Les can do everything but weld. That's the only way you got him. I was thinking, I, I was thinking, Les and Boyd can do anything in the world. Of course, you can't fix mom, so I don't know. But anyway, they're two of the most talented men I've ever met in my life. And, um, Maybe I just spent more time with them than I have everybody else. But these, I was thinking, boy, you could just whip me up one of these. And he's glad I didn't call him, aren't you? But these shields were, were like doors in a way. And they held them up to defend themselves because darts were coming at them from the enemy, the Roman soldiers. And on the next slide, show, show the next one. They could make it where they were completely encapsulated if everybody had their shield. If everybody had their shield of faith, if they were just, just had a few, so it's important that we stand together as a body. If there are just a few shields, you know, you maybe can, can cover all your edges, right, and duck with a couple of people. But the more you have, the more, the more faith we have in this body, the more covered we are. And when you're not wielding your shield of faith, when you're not using it effectively, you're costing us. You're costing us. You know what I'm saying? If you're walking through... Um, just say um, some of our ladies are walking through um, overcoming cancer. They need you to have your shield of faith up with them because there's going to be times when, when their faith gets weak. It's just natural when you're in the battle, and they need you covering their head. They need you surrounding them. They, you don't have to do that physically, although we try to do that, but you do need to do it spiritually, be praying and covering so that the fiery darts of the enemy won't come at them. Because how many of you know when, when you have a sickness, the, the devil, what's the devil going to say? Oh, you're not going to make it out of this. You know the stats. You know the stats, right? You know what's going on. And we have to be there to encourage. And when, when, when someone else's shield is not ready or, or, or they're too weak to maybe pick it up at the time, we have to get ours. I know I'm so crafty. Don't laugh. Okay. But we have to get ours. It says take up the shield of faith. You know? So when the enemy's coming at, at my brother, then I can be like, uh-uh, not today. Not today. You know, and we can shield him and then other people can come around and do the same thing.
I've prayed for Gene and Deb before, but I've never prayed for them like I've prayed for them in recent days. Because I know what it's like to be in a battle. And I know what it's like to be a little weak to lift my sword. I told you over and over when my friends, Patty, um, when we were going through the biggest battle of our life, I was just crying and I couldn't, I just couldn't get it together. I was exhausted in the battle. I was weak. I was just frazzled from the en The enemy just fights so dirty. He just fights so dirty. And the, one of the greatest things anybody ever did for me was my friend Patty Mays. She said, you go to bed, and I'm going to fight for you today. I won't sleep. I'll stay up all night, and I'll pray. What a gift. What she was doing was she was covering me with her shield of faith. She was getting in action. She was saying, devil, you beat up on her, and she's weak, but I'm here now. I'm coming to the rescue. I'm here with my shield of faith, and I'm going to engage you where she can. I'm going to take down the fiery darts that you're shooting at this family. Because God needs all of us to be engaged in this battle. He needs all of us to take up our shield of faith. Austin said last night, Mama, why are you writing all these notes? You know you're not going to use them. Um, he only did, they only did three songs today. So y'all can beat the Baptist, maybe. Okay, but faith is active. It takes energy, it takes effort, and it takes decisiveness to operate it. You can't just take on faith. You can't just come to an altar. I, mean, I understand you come to an altar and you accept Jesus as your Savior. But you got to take up faith. you got to take that faith and do something with it. Otherwise, it was just a prayer. Otherwise, it was just some empty words if it didn't change you, if it didn't make a difference, because faith infects you. True faith is infectious. It gets into every part of you where you can't go back. I've had people call and say, I can't do the things I used to do. I don't know what's wrong. I just, I, I just can't do, do some of the things. I just can't go back. I, I, I moved back in with my boyfriend, but I'm just not comfortable there. And I'm like, good, your faith, your faith is working. That's really good. James 2, verses 14 through 26, and we're going to skip through all this. So have fun, Tyler. Um, it says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. We want to tell people, you know, I understand that God's grace is amazing, and I understand that, that, um, that it's enough. That it's enough. God's grace is enough. But when he extends his grace to us and, and plants faith inside of us, it has to produce something. It's just a natural act. If I plant an orange tree in Florida, not in Alabama, because they just don't work good here. <laughs> but if I plant an orange tree... In Florida, and I let it grow for a few years, it's going to produce. And so if faith is in you, if faith is planted in you, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it, by faith you've received that, then that faith is going to grow and flourish, and then you're going to not be able to so quickly walk by others and not help and not assist them in their journey because it says in verse 17 so you see faith by itself isn't enough it's producing faith 
That's enough. It's faith that changes you. See, when we let we, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and hey, I don't. If you get a free ticket to heaven, I believe in that. I'm not saying there's anything we can do to receive our ticket, but when we receive that grace by faith, it's just natural for our spirit to produce good works. We're not saved by our works by any means, but when faith is in us, it's got to come out. It's got to change the environment where it is. Um, now, someone may argue some people have faith and others have good deeds, but I say unto you, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith um, by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. But even the demons believe that, and they tremble in, in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scripture said, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by the faith alone, because other people see what faith produces in our life. And people want what you have when you're producing good seed. Now, I've had people tell me, oh, so-and-so comes over, over there, and I've had no, good, no bad reports on y'all, so don't worry, it's not you. But, um, but uh, so-and-so goes to your church, oh, do you know what they do? Well, you know, we're all a work in progress, and um, some of us aren't as far along in our faith as others. But we're all moving forward. Hopefully you're moving forward. Hopefully you're growing day by day. You're putting the word of God in you and letting it transform you, letting it make you alive. And that faith is bringing forth good fruit. I've had many people come to me, and about many of you in this room, and just say, you know, that person is amazing. Do they go to your church? And I love to say, yeah. <laughs> when it's a good report, yes, yes, they do. But it's not me that did anything to cause them to grow. It's because they put their faith in action. It's because they took up their shield of faith. And they did something with it. They did something with it. I'm going to tell Sarah, I just, um, did not long ago at the ball field, it was, I guess it was last year, somebody had a seizure or something, I don't know. But Sarah had to, Sarah had to jump into her faith. <laughs> you know, she, she could have easily sat by and said, I'm not a nurse. <laughs> you know, I've been a while. You know, it's been this, it's been that. But immediately what had the knowledge that had been put in her went to work. And she helped save somebody's life. Am I right? I'm telling her, right? She had CPR. She would never tell you that. But I'm saying that was faith in action. She didn't stop to think this could be a lawsuit. She didn't stop to think what could happen. She stopped to think that this little girl's daddy was going to die if her faith didn't engage with her talent. And if she didn't take the knowledge that she had and put it to work. Pastor Les tells that story. Um, he's told it lately a few times. I'm like, quit telling my stories. I'm, run I'm running out. But um, in the, the deal at Sam's, I'm just going to tell it right so you know, because it was the funniest thing, because it was completely my faith that went to work. I was ever running there, running through the store, and I just hear the most ridiculous scream. It's just horrible. And I'm telling you, my flesh, if I'd have thought it through, I would have stayed with my buggy and minding my own business. But my faith took over my flesh, which is what faith does. It infects your flesh, and it brings it into subjection to the Word of God. And so I ran to this person. It was a blue baby. 
how did I know it was blue? It was an African-American baby and it was still blue. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it wasn't just a, a, a lily white baby like mine with blue lips. You could just tell. And, you know, common good sense would say leave it alone and call the ambulance. But my face said get it out of the, get it out of the carrier. And, y'all, before I knew it, before I knew it, you know, and common good sense would say don't pray in the spirit in the middle of Sam's, right? I wouldn't do that in my flesh. You know, I might whisper it. But before I knew it, I had taken that baby out, extended my faith. I had that baby lifted to heaven, and I was praying in the spirit. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know what was wrong. But I knew that something in me said, move in your faith. Take up your shield of faith. My favorite part about that, um, the mother, I, I was like, I guess I should ask permission. I don't even know what I'm doing. This is like an out-of-body experience, and here I am. And and so I've got the lady's baby in the air, and I said, ma'am, I don't know if you believe in Jesus, but you need him right now. And, and she, she said, oh, I believe, I believe. And then she just started doing a little, a, little, um, a little emotion dance and getting her faith worked up. And I didn't know where she stood with God. It didn't really matter. It mattered that that, that baby needed faith to survive that day. He was blue. And anything will tell you that a blue baby's not good. I knew that. Because my baby had been blue before. And I knew that I couldn't stand and watch another baby die. And so here I am in the middle of sands with a limp baby praying in the Holy Spirit. You can believe that or don't. But when you need it and it comes through for you, you're going to be glad. I'm the lady, that, that baby's mother, I bet, believes in it now. Because we didn't know how to pray. And the Holy Spirit just began to pray through me with words that I didn't know. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't really know what was wrong after it was over. The Lord said it was a seizure. But I bet my faith knew that. My, I, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't. A lot of people in that store put down their faith. A lot of people chose to not pick it up. But there was a remnant in that store that day. And I didn't even know, y'all. I was like, It was like a crazy woman. And I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God because God knows I wouldn't have done that on my own. But, but when, I, when I pray, when the baby starts, I'm praying, and then there's a nurse that walks up. I give the nurse to the baby, and we start praying. And, and finally, when everything settles down, the baby starts breathing. And everybody's like, Phew. I hadn't even noticed that anybody was there, to be honest. But me, that baby, Jesus, and then this nurse had joined us. And, and I said, I said, somebody needs to call a doctor. And the man standing by me said, I am a doctor. I want to say, well, you're not a very good one because you just stood there and almost let a baby die. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for our faith, but it's active. We have to engage it. I went back to Sam's in a few days and asked the managers how the baby was, and they said it was a, se it was a seizure. And, you know, if I hadn't been through, if Allison and I hadn't been through our own battle and our family hadn't been through our own battle with, with dealing with seizures, we wouldn't have known. But our God, see, when we were dealing with that, it didn't look good. The situation looked awful, but our great God was setting us up for greater faith and for better things in store. He was causing us to strengthen. He was strengthening our faith in the valley, in the situation that didn't look like God was good. He was strengthening our faith, and he was showing us, oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. Just hang with me. Just hang with me. I have, to be honest with you, I have a lot of faith for others, but sometimes when it's me in the fire, I get a little nervous. And I get a little weak. Are you like that? I mean, your baby's sick. I got, it, I got faith like crazy. But when it becomes mine, I, sometimes I get a little nervous, you know. 
and I have to engage other people in the battle. They're covering me. I call people. I get help because faith is active, and it moves, and it infects us. The last part of that scripture says, Rahab the prostitute. I love that God doesn't care where we came from, what we did. Sin was sin, and he washes us all and cleanses us all and calls on him. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Clearly, faith and good works go in, in, in hand in hand. Faith produces good deeds. Faith can't lie dormant if it is alive, it is producing. So I want to ask you, is your faith producing anything this morning? That's what the Lord asked me. I've been mulling this sermon over because that scripture's been sticking in my mind over and over. It's four times throughout scripture, but it's in Habakkuk 2. And I, the Old Testament scares me to teach on it because I'm not very good keeping facts in line in, in this brain of mine. But, um, but, um, in Habakkuk, he was telling God about all the terrible things that were going on in the land and about all the things that were overtaking them. And God said to him, but the just will live by faith. And Paul brought that up in his sermon, no matter what's going on. See, we can get really, the enemy, when, when you struggle in your mind, if you struggle in your mind, the enemy knows your weakness. You know, last, last Sunday there was a shooting in Nashville in a church, right? I hadn't thought about it much. You know, I did it the first of the week. But right before I was coming here on my way, the devil's like, you're preaching today. You know somebody was shot last week in a, in a church. And everything that I love stands on the platform. I mean, I love all of y'all. But I'm saying everything I love the most is publicly engaged. And so we can shrink back. Or we can move forward in faith. I can say, let your own kid, <laughs> somebody else's kid be up there and, and lead worship. Or I can say, no, my kid's got a gift. My kids have a gift. And all those kids up there, I feel like everybody up there is mine. I feel like everybody in here is my, my kid. But, but, but I have to say, hey, i got to trust God. I trust God and Boyd. I trust Boyd to, to pack, and I trust God to be with us. <laughs> I started to call boy this morning, but I didn't. I don't know if he, I don't know if he does. I have asked him before um, to be our security. But but here's here's what I know: faith without works is dead. You know, churches are getting security. That's not wrong. It's not bad. It's smart because our faith tells us that when the enemy comes, we're going to be ready for him. We're going to be ready for him. Hopefully, he doesn't come here. But I'm just saying, faith without works is dead. You know, if I go hunting and I don't put any any um, ammunition, what do you call a shotgun? If I don't put any shells in my in my shotgun or whatever kind of gun y'all use to kill Bambi, then I'm kind of stupid, right? I'm stupid to go stand out there all day and freeze. First of all, I think y'all a little stupid to get up in those tree stands. I don't know. They, I always hear people falling. But I'm saying, like, if you went to all that trouble and you didn't load your gun. It wouldn't do you any good. 
And so is faith. Unless you engage your spirit with God, unless you take on the shield of faith, unless you, you declare God's word over your situation, and that's what your shield of faith does. The devil comes at you and he says, you're a loser. You're never going to make it. I know who you are. I know what you did. He said, oh, no, but I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. The enemy comes to you and he says, I'm going to take your children out. Watch me. I'll pick them off one by one. You watch me. You watch and see what I do. Uh, uh, not today. Not today, devil. No, you're not. Because I'm going to engage my shield of faith and I'm going to withstand. And the reason I withstand you is because the word of God says I'll withstand you. The word of God says that whatsoever I declare with my mouth and believe in my heart that it'll come to pass. So, no, you're not bothering my kids. No, you, you may come and taunt us, but hey, we got our shield, we got covering, and we're ready. The shield of faith, it's active. It's very, you got to be active with it. And everything you do, take up the shield of faith. If you're doing your life without using your faith, if you're just going along doing what you can do, you're missing out on a great big adventure. If you're just living life on your own will and by what you can do, and you're not worried about helping bring others to the faith of God. And you're not worried about, about helping those that are in need. Then I question the life of your faith. Because faith without works is, is dead. It's inactive. Your faith should affect everything you do. Faith in Christ was meant to, to infect and go into every part of your life. Make faith part of your every mood. Would you just do that? Would you just ask the Lord this week, let me take up my shield of faith? Because when the Lord asked me, how much you've been using your faith? I was thinking, what am I doing that is faith? And God's told me to launch into something bigger. I'm not going anywhere. Don't get excited. No. <laughs> but he's told me to, to launch out into some deeper waters outside of these doors. And, and my to be honest, I hate to even confess this, but I started selling jewelry just to see how I do with something, you know? But I know what he said, but I want to start out little. But faith doesn't have to start out little, you know? You can go ahead and believe God for some big, huge things, and we should. We should believe God for bigger adventures than we're on. Is anybody just on an awesome adventure with God? I know my ladies that are, that are fighting um, their battle with sickness are on an adventure with God. Not just, I don't know how long it's been, but not long ago, Miss Linda's daughter was on an adventure with God, and we were on it with her, fighting breast cancer, and we overcame it. Praise God for faith that overcomes. Praise God for life-altering faith. Faith is life-altering. It changes the structure, the framework of your life. You won't be comfortable living the way you did before Christ once you truly have active faith. Faith stretches us. If your faith isn't stretching you, you're not, you're not going anywhere. Scripture says the just, those that are justified... Those that have allowed the blood of Jesus to make them in right standing by God. It, say, it doesn't say that they may live by faith. It doesn't say that they can live by faith. It says those that are justified will live by faith. God's word says my people will be strong and do great exploits. What you doing? 
You know, a great exploit. I appreciate everybody that works in our nursery and in our kids' ministry and cleaning the church and doing all the many things that, that all of you do. But I'm asking you, are you letting God stretch you a little? Are you being the best you can be in your personal life and in, your, um, in, in the, whatever you do for God? And you know your job is something you do for God. Be the best you can be. Stand out. Your faith should cause you to stand out on your job. Your faith should cause people to stop and take notice of what's going on there. Faith stretches us. It often hurts a little. Have you ever been stretched? All the women that have ever um, been, been nine months pregnant, you know, you know about the stretch. But there are many things that stretch us. Life tends to stretch us. And it often hurts a little. It often costs us something. Faith causes us to reach higher and to dream bigger. I want to ask you in your personal life today, what are you dreaming for by faith? When I see you in 20 years, where are you going to be? Without faith, you'll be at the same place in life that you were. You won't take anything. You won't achieve greatness. And we're not achieving greatness for ourselves, but for God, to make him known. The scripture is to know him and make him known. That's, that's our whole purpose. Faith causes us to reach higher and dream bigger. Faith causes us to get out of your comfort zone. When God told me to go to, go to the drug rehab and help, at the time I'm not doing that currently. I'm taking a break because the Lord told me to. But, um, but I was like, have nothing to give them I don't know what I mean I was raised in a family with addictions but like how can I and he said you don't worry about how you can you just worry about going and you just worry about activating your faith with those women and your job is to love them and step by step and time by time I went he would show me things the enemy would come. Somebody stood up one day and said, if you ain't never worked, walked in the dirty shoes of addiction, you can't help nobody. Yeah, you can. Because if you can't, Jesus couldn't because he didn't ever know addiction. But he still sets addicts free today because it's his power. And it was the faith inside of him that made people whole. And it's his faith in us that changes the situation. You say, oh, I can't help that kid that doesn't have what they need at school. Why can't you? I don't want to embarrass them. Well, just be smart about it. Go pay their lunch bill in the, in the lunchroom. You know, ask the principal, hey, I see this kid that doesn't have what they need. How can I help? I don't need anybody to know. I'll be glad just to slide it, slide you some money. I'll be glad. You know, you see the single mom that's struggling. Go do something. Don't just sit in, in, in your faith and be comfortable in yourself because the more you stretch your faith, the more it grows. Faith causes us to take on life at a whole new level. Don't eat, sleep, or breathe without the shield of faith. It's imperative to your spiritual survival. Faith takes risk. You know you're living by faith when you're doing things that will absolutely fall if God doesn't come through. That's true faith. If every time when I get up here, I know that if he doesn't come through, it's going to be a mess. Because in myself, just to be honest with you, you didn't know Brenda K. Smith. You know B.K. Jones. But you didn't know Brenda K. Smith. 
I looked at the floor for many, many years. I couldn't lift my head and look anybody in the eye. I lived under the arrow of less than, and I never knew how to just socially interact with people. When I got a little bit older, I started trying to be funny just to try to take people's attention off of me. But when God called me to preach, my grandfather actually told me, he said, I believe that God's calling you to preach, B. He said, the Lord told me in prayer. He had to know my grandfather. He lived in prayer. So you didn't really question what he said. But stupid me, I did. He said, the Lord told me the mantle's falling on you. He's about to take me. And he said, the mantle of preaching is falling on you. He said, I always thought it'd be a boy, but it's you. I know it's you. And I said, Papa, don't tell me that. Because him just saying that made me nauseous when I thought about having to stand up in front of people, when I thought about everybody looking at everything or, you know, or, you know, looking at your outfit, looking at your shoes, especially women. When you go to a women's conference, they're checking. I'm like, oh, my fingernails aren't done. My toenails are, you know, those are. But I would get so violently sick to think about going up in front of people when I started singing it was a huge act of faith and really I just didn't want to stay at home so I started singing to go with these people so they take me somewhere to, to eat every weekend and so I go and I sing and I, d I did love the anointing but every time I got up to sing I would I would always sit at the back I would be violently sick until time for me to sing that's where the Lord started me I would be really sick until it was time for me to sing I'd pray the whole time, and when they called my name, I would get up from the back, and I would walk like this all the way to the front. I would find my microphone, mostly with my eyes closed, so I just like glance to see where my microphone, and I would stand and sing like this, and people would say, that's a powerful anointing, but we never saw your eyes. Or that's, that's you're, you know, you sing pretty good. My grandma said, if you can't be good, be loud. So I was really loud. <laughs> so I was loud whether I was good or not. But they would say, that's a big old voice for a little girl that can't look anybody in the eyes. But see, God started me out in faith where I was. And then he grew me up to do greater things. And as, as, I, as I started just trusting him, just trusting him with one new thing, just believe in him for something different and just telling him every time before I get up here just today on the front row I said if you don't show up this will be a mess if you don't put me on your hand and wear me like a puppet this morning I can't do it but my faith knows you will that you'll be faithful that you'll be faithful because every time before I speak Brenda Kay raises her head and says oh you can't do this you can't do this but my great God says, yes, I can. And so I have to combat the enemy. And I say, oh, I can. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is, is, is in the world. I can because I'm God's daughter. I can because he's strong in me. Oh, I know I'm weak, but he's strong in me. See, I don't know what you're facing today, but God wants to be strong in you. And he wants you to take up your faith. And although your situation may look bleak and it may look grim, I'm going to tell you, he's faithful. And when you engage your faith and when you speak the word of God and you allow the word of God to transform your mind then your situation will change when I was pulling in this morning the Lord reminded me an uncle of mine he's a genius he's an uncle by marriage obviously or would be a genius so I'm just kidding but um he created a, a submarine for the military and it can launch missiles somehow they go underwater and launch missiles I don't know exactly how it all works but anyway he did that. I know him personally. I've sat with him, eaten with him many, many times. He won this prestigious award for creating that 
that submarine for the military and for the Navy. And then like two years later, he won the same award again for making a remote control where no people would be sacrificed in, this, in the submarine, in the action. Now here's the deal. I can't tell you a lot about the submarine except for what I just did because I don't know the guy that did it. I mean, I know him, but I don't know him. I know him. I've hung out with him. I've brushed up against him. But I never got to know him in that way. I never got to know him in a way that he would explain stuff like that to me. You got to get to know God in a way that he'll explain stuff to you. He's so ready. He's so willing. I'm sure if I had wanted to know, if I had shown interest in that submarine, my uncle would have told me all about it because he was so very proud and he should have been of himself. But I didn't, I didn't, I just knew him as a stuffy engineer kind of guy. That wasn't very fun. That's how I knew him. I knew him as the guy that went buy me French fries at McDonald's for breakfast, and I just couldn't get over it. <laughs> but there was this wealth of knowledge in him that could have been imparted to me if I just had the faith to ask, if I had just felt comfortable in his presence so that he could transfer information to me. You know, he probably would have put me through school if I'd have shown any interest. He's a very wealthy man. But I didn't get to know him in that way. And I want to tell you, God wants to know you in a personal, intimate way. And the only way that's going to happen is by you coming to him. First of all, come to him in Jesus' name and accept the sacrifice that Christ has given for you. And then next, take up the shield of faith. Start nurturing yourself in the word. Start praying. Start talking to God just like you would talk to me. I mean, of course, we do it with reverence. Of course, we, you know. But you don't have to be all the old thou God and I don't know how to pray because the devil say, what you doing praying? You know who you are. Mm -mm. You say, well, this shield of faith tells me that I'm a blood-bought child of God. This shield of faith tells me that I can enter into the Holy ho of Holies and obtain mercy and grace for all of my needs. So that's who I am. If you're questioning who I am to come to God in prayer today, I'm telling you, I'm a blood-bought child of God. And when he starts reminding you of all the things you did, you remind him of all the things Christ did for you. The only thing that can stop you is a lack of faith. Because God has everything. When you stand at attention, when you accept Christ as your Savior, and you stand in his presence, you're clean. You're clean. And your faith can bring others to him. But you got to engage it. you got to work with it. you got to say, oh, I, I, I only know one verse in the Bible. Use that verse to death until you learn another one. You know? And you don't even have to know all the verses. Just tell people your story. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was broken, and now I'm healed. I was in addiction, and now I... Now I've overcome. See, the devil would like to disqualify you. But if you'll just believe what God says about you and take up your shield of faith, there's nothing he can't do with you. Some of you have been spoken over that your past will haunt you for the rest of your life. And I say to you, the devil is a liar.
because scripture tells me that he removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. Not to be remembered against us again. What grace, what love. If you'd stand to your feet with me. What grace and what love. Oh, the love the Father has lavished on us that we can be called the children of God. And it doesn't yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he appears, we shall be like him. What a beautiful thing that he has made us in his image, that he has created us, and that he chooses to pour faith through us. What are you doing with your faith? I want you to examine your life just for a minute and say, what's faith doing for me? What am I doing? Better question. What am I doing with my faith? Because your access has been granted into all the treasures of God. But it'll take your faith to unlock what's locked up in your life. It'll take the shield of faith to take down all the negatives and put in God's positives. <laughs>